This podcast of Clancy, Shane and Kimber comes with a free measuring quote on blinds, curtains and shutters. Just call ABC Blinds on 13 13 15 to get yours during ABC Blinds Million Dollar Stock Clearance. Hey, this is Kimber and here are today's best bits from Clancy, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5. It's been ages since we caught up with our mate Pete Hellier from the project. Back tonight on 10 at 6.30. Pete, good morning. Welcome. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, mate, you've still got it. Yesterday with my 14-year-old son, he was cracking up to your appearance on Thank God You're Here. I don't even know what year it would have been. You were, you were playing... Wow, yeah. 85. 60, you were playing a 60s groover, so it could have been in the 60s. Right, well, that, possibly. I uh, Was that the one with Rebel Wilson? Uh, was she on as well? I, and I did one with Rebel, and uh, she won uh, our, our, our night. That's my claim to fame now. Uh, being, yep. uh, well done. Being on the same episode of Thank God You're Here with Rebel Wilson. Um, but uh, that was a fun show. It was one of the scariest things... I think I've ever done. I said to the working dog guys when I did it, they have somehow managed to discover something more terrifying than stand-up comedy. You know, <laughs> and, and once you get established in stand-up comedy, it becomes you know, it's you just have your own pressures you put on yourself about you know maybe developing new material. You might get nervous about doing that, but but generally, standing on stage and telling jokes, you, you, you don't get nervous after a while. But I'm standing backstage and you're trying to figure out why you're in this, you know, got this bold <laughs> haircut and, and in this 60s get up. And, and you can't, because you can't really prepare. I think there was one where, I'm not sure if that was the one where I pretended to have a crook neck. Like, so I was kind of <laughs> right. to the side, yeah. like, like Rod Carter, who played the yeah, yeah. Sydney Swans. City, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing I thought, you know, they tried to come up with something where you couldn't prepare. I thought, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go in with it. Here, so, yeah. yeah, so I went in with the crook neck. Pete, it does feel like you've been a household name forever, and we hear that it's your 40th birthday tomorrow. Oh, really? I know, I know. Are, are Doing something getting, special, um, or like, did the project do something for you? Well, they have prepared a very special show for me tomorrow night. Um, we're uh, tackling this is tomorrow night. Uh, the orange belly parrot, it's in danger. <laughs> so obviously they've gone. What can we do to make Pete's birthday show special? Yep. Talk about the orange belly parrot. Sounds like good. it. <laughs> Done it. <laughs> Not like, you know, some of his favourite people on to talk. Uh, no, we're talking about the orange belly parrot. Which is, hey, I'm not, I'm not undermining the, the, uh, the peril that the orange belly parrot is under. But, but it's not very celebratory, you know, is it? Uh, I'm just thinking Megan Fox would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, I hear you. Uh, we'll arrange it later. Bring that out there. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, mate, I watched uh, Strawny do some great work. with. He wasn't alone there last week for motor neuron disease for uh, Neil Danaher. Neil Danaher says... Uh, let's raise some money, and everyone's going. Oh, we'll raise two hundred and fifty grand. It ends up being a couple of million bucks. What a great day that was at the G. It was a pretty humbling experience, I have to say. Um, and I, I've had I've, so many pinch myself moments, but to be down uh, in in the locker rooms, uh, you know, at the MCG on on a game day with you know Dermot Brereton and uh, you know Sam Newman, Gary Lyon, BT, and 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 some of those guys was just a, a huge thrill. But the reasons we were there it was obviously clear for everyone to see, and, and Neil. Danaher is so inspiring. He's always been inspiring. I've always mm. loved Neil. He, when he came on before the game, he was one of the first coaches to really kind of get the spirit of that show. And even when Melbourne weren't performing, he'd come in and have a good time. Um, and there's always a smile on his face. It was humbling. And I've got to say, it was, uh, to answer you, the next question, yes, it was bloody cold. <laughs> yeah. Okay, was, giant bath of ice, I, mate. I, 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 I think I was expecting you to make like polystyrene, you know, kind yeah. of, you know prop ice. Um, but no, <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they did not hold back. Hey, Pete, just on uh, sport there, you know the pies are doing quite well. Mm. They get they're used yes. to getting they're used to getting booed. We've just been talking off here that Joe Watson, Adam Goods, a lot of the big legends of the game and uh, really successful players are getting booed.
booed by fans. I don't know where it starts from, but who do you boo? I don't boo anyone. I, I, I sincerely don't. This is not. It's not a recent thing. I've just, I've, I've just never really uh, been in, into booing. Uh, there was some booing yesterday, uh, yesterday at the MCG for Heath Shaw, but it was the most half-hearted booing. Oh, was you it? Know, yeah. we, we actually laughed when that people boo because it was so half-hearted. Booing has, has always been around. All the, the best players always got booed. Nathan Buckley, Wayne Carey, you know, uh, they always seem to get booed. I do think there's something different going on with the Adam, Adam Goods booing. I, I I really don't like that. Good Friday night, forty-two Richmond and West Coast this mm. week. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, and then the, um, the Pies have a break, and then we're we're on on the on the jet over to uh, to, to visit you and, and the Dockers. And uh, so we, you know, I think that, I think we've both got the buy. I think that's right. Be, uh, yeah, that's a bit of late night shopping. That's the Thursday night game. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I just got caught up in um, a male's conversation at the pub. Like I've just oh, lost. Sorry. I think it has turned into I'm just. I'm just trying to get through. I've just got my drinks. I'm just trying to get through. Could you uh, guys? Anyway, <laughs> we're finished. My wife absolutely hates it. She grew up loving, you know, Collingwood, and, and since being married to me, she, she constantly tells me how she's losing her passion for the game. And you <laughs> when I talk about it, I become the dullest person in the world. You've drained her of the love. <laughs> thanks, Pete. Happy birthday, that, that, mate. Thanks, guys. Barra, good morning, mate. Clearsy morning, mate. Great to be on the show. Bombers went with a no ruckman, no coach policy. How did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Nick Nat didn't take it well. He took it as a bit of an insult. Uh, Nick Nat knew mm. that they didn't play a specialist ruckman, and it did fire him up. I think they had 73 hit-outs between them, <laughs> uh, Callum Sinclair and Nick Nat Nui. Mind you, I've got to say, Aaron Sanderlin's had 71 on his own in the Gold Coast game, so that just shows you how well he's going. So the Bombers, i tell you about the Bombers. I reckon they were already in Bali, I believe. Yeah. Uh, half a dozen of them have actually headed off from Perth and headed straight up to Bali for the buy. Can you believe that now, Clancy? They go overseas during the break. Uh, I would have thought a bit risky, considering the way they're travelling. They should actually be back at training and yeah, putting their head down. But uh, anyway, they so they've come over with no ruckman. Um, they've been absolutely smashed, uh, yeah. and then they've headed off to Bali. And I think old James Hurd, he's under a bit of pressure. He doesn't seem to bother him though. He's a pretty cool dude. Barra, mm, I was in yes. Brisbane. Uh, I was in Brisbane over the weekend, and I caught a number of cabs, and nobody told me what was happening in sport, which is where I get all my sporting information. <laughs> so, what do I need to fake around the water cooler today? What do I well, need to know? Uh, I think you need to say something like, "Wow, those Dockers uh, just snuck home against the bottom team, didn't they?" Got you out know, of jail. Just throw that one out there. Oh, but... didn't they just? Hey, what a sneak in that was. <laughs> That's right. How did that you sound? A sneak in. Yeah, it was nice. kind of like a, you know, I'm leading you into it. The Dockers nice. did something good, right? <laughs> nice rehearsal, yeah. No, I mean, they, they, I think they've got battle fatigue and they're staggering yeah. a bit to the bye. The Pav, he must, I reckon he's had a few uh, painkillers on the mm. journey, the old Pav, because he looks really sore, but he stayed out there and he threw his body around. He and... did. Fifey, basically Fifey and Sanderlands dragged them across the line. They just decided, no, nah, we're not losing this. And probably three more votes for Fifey, which I, in my calculation, puts him on about 25 or 26 votes for the Brownlow at the midpoint, which means uh, last year Prittis won with 26 26, votes, yeah. Yeah, well, no, incredible. Be fascinating, mate. I've just got this theory because Port Adelaide at this stage last year had won nine from eleven, and they did so much running in the uh, first half of last year. Do you think the Dockers are just so leg weary that they need the buy yeah. right now? Exactly right. It's come at a great time. In fact, I reckon they should promote a couple of those young guys for a while, Blakely and Weller and yeah. Ballard, and the kids doing well in the Peel team. A bit like the Eagles, they've put in a few young guys, and it's just worked. It's worked a lot. It's been fantastic for them. Mm. So. 
Yeah, they'll, they'll fight back, but uh, Sydney looks really good. Um, Lions is Hawthorne still the team to beat, so it really is a three-horse race at the moment. We talked this morning with Peter Hellier about the fact that you see a few of the stars of the game are being booed. Uh, Job Watson on the weekend. What has Job done? I mean, mm. I, I understand booing the entire Essendon footy team, but just one, one player getting the pill, I don't get it. Well, generally it's because he's a good player. That's generally how it works. But um, he also upset a few people, of course, by admitting that he had taken ah. those drugs. And um, yeah, he was the one who actually admitted to taking the drug that turned out to be illegal. I don't know if he knew it was illegal. And uh, and who knows if he actually did take it. So getting away with... When Ryan Crowley's just been given 12 months and the Bombers guys are out there and nothing's happened to them, I reckon... Probably that's the reason. Goods getting booed, that's a bit more perplexing because everyone's been asked. North Melbourne asked their, their fans not to boo uh, Goodsy, but they did. So um, mm. I, I think that's a bit of tall poppy, but also they reckon he fakes some free kicks. But oh, I think okay, it, yeah. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's deeper than that, Clearly, Tell you what, fo- football fans are so wounded when things like that happen. It's like when Juddy changed teams and they were booing him, and it's like <laughs> the guy was a legend, but no. just because he changed teams, we've got to boo him. West like, Coast oh, don't boo, love. Why <laughs> is everyone so wounded? Let's <laughs> Let's face it, Kimber, some people would, would boo Santa at Christmas. Don't worry about that. There's, people, there's just people that just love booing. And if you pay your money, I suppose you're allowed to boo. So I don't like it myself, but it's part of the uh, the Australian tradition. Absolutely. Hey, Barry, when you beat the West Indies 2 zip a series ahead of the Ashes, does it mean anything, really? Well, they, have, we have, they haven't beaten us for 10 years. Mm. Um, I, I mean, you and I, Clancy, we go back in shame. We go back to the days of when, you know, the Windies were super powerful and they had mm. Lara and Richards and Holding and Roberts. That was scary, and yeah. That was scary, but now they're just they're no good. And we absolutely flogged them this morning. Second test, 277 runs. As I said, we haven't lost to them since 2003. The perfect warm-up to the um, Ashes series, which is coming up around the corner, so that's brilliant for us. But I do feel for my mate, being in broadcasting, I feel for my mate Brendan Julian this yeah. morning. Uh, the Sir Frank Worrell Trophy, the Sir Frank Worrell Trophy uh, came out, the Sir W-A-N-K Worrell Trophy. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> At the presentation, and oh, you should have. When you have a look at back at it, guys, on the news tonight, have a look at his eyebrows. His eyebrows just shot up to the top of his head. He goes, "Oh, what have I done? <laughs> my, my career's over. Oh no!" It's a bit like Sandy Roberts. Remember, uh, Shana, when Sandy Roberts had uh, Miss Australia, and there was there was a lady, Leanne uh, Cox, I think. That's right. Was, yeah, mm. called her Leanne Dix. <laughs> It's a problem, isn't it, Barra? <laughs> hey, matey, just to finish, you talked about the days of the super powerful West Indies there. Tiger Woods now ranked 181 in the world. Yeah, I know. It's amazing how the mighty have fallen. just shows you your private life and your mental state can really affect your sport. And uh, yep. that demise is incredible. The way he dominated the sport and uh, where he's ended up at the moment, um, really, and this would just give it away for a while, shouldn't he, and come back later. Mind you, it happened to Ian Baker Finch, didn't it? Remember, yeah. he was on top of the world and then he tried to change his stroke and Suddenly, he couldn't win. He won a major, and then he couldn't win anything else after no. that. So Something in there for all of us, mate. Don't change your stroke. Thanks, yeah, thanks for that. Change his whole game. <laughs> hey, uh, Badrian Arich, good to chat, chat with you, mate. <laughs> good on you, boys. See you, girls. Yeah. Kimber, you did mention uh, that you are feeling a little bit ill when you heard about the, uh, the, the imminent arrival of a child for Jeffrey Edelston. And Gabby Greco. I don't want to be a cynic, but I just think she says she's three to four weeks pregnant. She says that it's his. Yeah. But, like, any photo that they stand in together, they mm. barely look like they can be in the same room together. Like, she doesn't want to be touched by him. And now she's suggesting that they weren't trying to get pregnant. Right. It just kind of, you know, happened because they're so regularly having 
intimate relations together. Yeah, well, it's, it's love, obviously. Dr. Well, Edelston and, uh, <laughs> and Gabby. And, and it's fantastic. You know, it's good for these kids to, uh, you know, finally yes. have a child and live happily ever and after. 72 year old for kid. For the next five years for him, perhaps. Not even. We're talking about older dads. Oh. You look at the celebrity world, obviously, there's a quid involved like Edelston that you can afford yeah, to course. have a child later. Mm. De Niro had one at 68, Steve Martin, 67, Clint Eastwood, 66, Nick Nolte, 66. Right, yeah, and they've okay. got someone who's a nanny as well. The nanny's taking him out to kick the football. Yeah, and... but Nick Nolte's always in his pajamas, so he's up for it anytime. He's looked 66 since he was 26, though. I was going to say, he's been 66 the whole time. G'day, Alan. Alan in Huntingdale. Hello, Alan. Alan's not there, but I think Kip's there. Kip, good morning. How are you? Or maybe neither. Kip. <laughs> Hello. Nobody wants to talk to us. No. They must be there. Well, maybe they're just old and can't hear us. Are you on the right phone? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, Alan. Yeah, Clint. There he How is. Are hey. How you going, mate? Hey, Alan. Yeah, good. Oh, good. Tell us about you. Are you the older father? Yeah, I am, Shane. I've got three girls, uh, three 23, 22, and 15. Yep. And I've got a, got a six-year-old boy, mate. Oh! Oh, a little bit of a gap there. So how are you feeling yeah. about that? Wow, mate, makes me feel real tired, actually. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> yeah, they're relentless, aren't they, Al? I reckon, mate, yeah. Alan, do you think that it's, you know, you're still expelling the same amount of energy as you were with your girls, but you're just noticing it more because you'd had a bit of a break and you'd forgotten how hard it was? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, he, um, I take him to soccer and that, and, and he loves that, you know. And um, but uh, he always wants to go on running races, and just uh, I can't keep up with him anymore now, you know. You know, the best thing is wrestling. I find because at least you're on the bed to do that. You just you, <laughs> you lie in the bed and you wrestle, and you just lay down. And if you accidentally fall asleep while wrestling, yeah, you're only one fine. step away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just play play off on the couch and then I don't have to move too far, you know? Yeah, that's smart. Although Sweet. you're very close to a knee in the you-know-whats, but yeah, uh, been there. part of parenting. Still wouldn't change a thing, right, Alan? Thanks, mate. Uh, no, he's a little busy. Well Excellent. done. We've let's, got uh, Kip let's on. Let's try Kip. Get hey, Kip. Kip. Yes. Hey, there you go. Your, dad, your dad was an older dad, Kip. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, I was the fourth of four children um, at 55 for him. And, and oh, how, yeah. how was your relationship with the old man? Literally the old man. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, no, he's, he's um, very great. It's um, he's basically one of those guys who kind of got bored like 15 years ago and like taught him taught himself new stuff. So he like knows more about like computer graphics and Photoshop than even I do now. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's cool. So he's <laughs> yeah. contemporary. He's, he's like 83. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. That's fantastic. And and yeah. throughout when you're growing up and you're you've got stacks of energy, he was up for it. Yeah, there was. Um, he he can still keep up with quite a lot of stuff that I do, but um, yeah, it's he's. Uh, so far, he's not been beaten by anything, um, let alone me. <laughs> you know, too, it's helpful if they sort of look younger. A friend of mine, they were 50 when they had him, and when he when they took him out in the pram, they said, oh, a day out with the grandparents today, oh, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's mum and dad, you know. Yeah, I get that all the time. Like, everyone will just be like, oh, it's so nice that you take your grandfather around. I'm like, no, no, that's that's actually my dad. And like, he what? must love the hell out of that. <laughs> and had he retired when he got bored, Kip? Because that happens to a lot of blokes if he was like 66 or 67 when he got, he got a bit tired and bored. Yeah, well, it's just um, like he got um, finished up with whatever job he was doing mm. and potted around for a few years and then, yeah, taught himself computers. And, uh, yeah, right. it's just so awesome. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. He can retire and then look after your kids. That's great. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, Kip, have a great week, mate. Yeah, you too, guys. Clazy Shane and Kimber go so well together, just like ABC Blinds and a clearance sale. Call 13 13 15 to save big during ABC Blinds' million-dollar stock clearance.